peanut butter sandwiches. My pussy's moist. Mm. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever, assuming that I ever record this show. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute, man. Uh, but if you guys, uh, my name's Adam Portress, for those of you who uh, are listening for the very first time, and that may be some of you, because this, sh- this podcast has not come out in quite some time, but that's all right. I plan on doing a whole heck of a lot more of uh, podcasts on the Film Find in 2022. Um, but yeah, man, I I had to, uh, kind of stop and talk about, honestly, my, my favorite film of 2021, uh, just saw it before the, uh, before the year ran out and everything. And as I saw it, I realized I have no, uh, you know, on my regular podcast on, uh, hero movie podcast and, uh, my other, uh, 30 questions podcast, I had no place to really talk about this movie. And I really want to talk about this movie because it is, uh, I, I think it's my favorite movie of 2021. Uh, didn't see nearly as many films as I'd like to have seen in 2021, uh, mostly just because we haven't really released a whole heck of a lot of them. There were some good ones out, to be sure, and uh, maybe I'll cover some of those. Uh, but I, I want to talk about this one because, man, oh, man, did this thing uh, hit me up big time. Uh, this is the new one from Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, if you if you know me and you know my film taste, uh, you know Paul Thomas Anderson is right up my alley. And uh, I've, I've been a big, giant fan and uh, will continue to be so because this this guy just puts out just fantastic material and we'll be talking all about that but uh before we get into it just want to say thank you thank you if you've kept subscribed all this time thank you for that uh i appreciate it <laughs> and uh, i could understand why uh many people would go away if a show doesn't exist they, they don't put out new product do you even care my uh my guess is no uh but i'm going to be putting out a lot more of these uh, especially in the next week or so i should be putting out even more uh film find episodes as uh, I have, uh, I have caught the COVID. I think actually, when I went to the movie theater, uh, I actually, I'm fairly certain that's where I got it because the day before that day and everything before felt perfectly fine, uh, and then after that, the next morning, I don't feel so great. Now, granted, uh, I am about as, uh, I'm about as, uh, as no symptoms as you can get. I don't want to say as you can get. That's not really true. I mean, you know, I got a little bit, got a little bit of a tummy ache and a little hot and cold and stuff. But I'm like so much better than I was yesterday, and I, I think I'll continue to be on the mend. So uh, don't, don't go. Oh no, is he? No, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Everything is cool. In fact, I feel like I might be losing a little bit of weight on account of it, which is uh, always a good. Uh, it's a bonus. It's a blessing with your curse. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I, I plan on doing more film finds. And uh, according to what I've seen from a couple people on uh, on uh, on the Twitter and uh, whatnot, uh, you guys are looking forward to it. And I, I hopefully we can do more of these. Uh, if it's not just me, maybe I'll have Matt back on, and I'm sure we got some stuff to talk about. But uh, today I'm going to be talking about Licorice Pizza, the uh, new movie from Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. Here's the trailer for Licorice Pizza. It's a god-awful small affair. 
I met the girl with Mary one day. But her mommy is yelling no. And her daddy has told her to go. Listen, young lady. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seats with the clearest view. And she's hooked to the silver screen. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? <sighs> no, but Streisand. Sand. But the film is a sad thing for. This is fate that brought us together. But she's lifted ten times or more. Our roads took us here. She could spit in the eyes of fools. You're not my director. Do you really want to see my boobs? Can I touch them? See you tomorrow. I think it's weird I hang out with Gary and his friends all the time. I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time. Forget you. Just like you're not gonna forget me. Rosa. Oh, camera. Oh, camera B. That was the trailer for Licorice Pizza, uh, written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, starring Elena Hyam. Hyam? Uh, Corey, I can't talk today. Uh, Cooper Hoffman, Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, and Benny Safdie. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. The story of Elena Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and then going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. Um, I have uh, never lived in California. Uh, I have I was uh, born in 1982, so uh, a couple years after this. Shoot, even Paul Thomas Anderson wasn't. Uh, wasn't super old in 1973. I think it was like three or four years old or something like that. Uh, but, uh, man, oh, man, this movie will make you, uh, especially, like, honestly, I think if you're over the age of 35, for sure, when you lived in a world that was, like, pre-internet and everything, uh, this movie will bring you back. This movie will make you remember what it was like, uh, you know, kind of having young love and going through uh, relationships and stuff and trying to figure out who you are, what you like, and, uh, you know, where your place is in this world. Uh, so Cooper Hoffman is uh, the son of the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, and uh, of which, of course, I was a gigantic fan of and just uh, what a what a just a horrible, tragic death, that guy. But man, seeing his son up on stage, who, by the way, has never acted before, never really acted outside of this uh, this movie and everything. And boy, oh boy, you would not know it. 
you would not know that this kid had never acted before because holy smokes, he is uh, just, he's electric. He is off the screen, and Elaine Haim is also uh, really fantastic. One of the best parts about this is that um, these are normal-looking people, and, and I mean that in the best way. They look like anyone that you would see at a grocery store. They, they, and that's, I mean, and honestly, that's what I think everybody really loved about uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's because he was an amazing actor who just looked like a dude, who just looked like a dude that you would see on the street, and, but he just has these this amazing chops. And I feel like, you know, the people in this film, I mean, really, honest to God, outside of like, say, Bradley Cooper or Sean Penn, and even then you could might, I, I think you maybe quibble a little bit on that. Uh, these are all pretty normal kind of standard looking people and everything and I think that brings like a level of a uh, reality to this that a lot of Hollywood productions don't tend to have despite the fact that all of these people are you know uh, outside of our two newcomers here uh, are were just you know fantastic um, so here's what's kind of funny I did like I did a little bit of research for this uh, so Elena's mom was actually Paul Thomas's Henderson's art teacher when he was like six years old. <laughs> And apparently she had she had a uh, like a big influence on him and everything, and uh, she she kind of ended up getting cast through this, and uh, he like kept paintings that they had done like years and stuff ago, uh, but it, it's quite quite astounding there. So here's basically the idea: uh, Gary Valentine is a 15 year old high school kid who is a uh, child actor. He's in all kinds of stuff, and honestly, there's so many, and I I don't know a lot of. Uh, Philip Seymour Hubman's uh, upbringing and stuff like that, but like I can I can picture this not only because he kind of looks like his dad, but I picture this could be what his dad was going through because it just he was also just uh, one of those guys. He's just one of those guys that has like kind of charisma just jumping off of him, and uh, that is what this character absolutely has. Gary is the guy who will walk up to anybody, you know, approach anyone, talk to them. And he sees this, you know, uh, photography assistant uh, who's there for picture day, and he just kind of, he hits on her, really. <laughs> She's like 25, he's 15, and he just goes up and just kind of, you know, starts macking on her a little bit, you know. And she's like, why is this kid talking to me? What's going on? But there is something about this kid. He's kind of smooth, you know. He's like, he's just got something that all of a sudden you're like, why does this kid have so much confidence? Why is he just like, he's just there and he's he's very persistent, not in like a gross, weird way or anything, but he's persistent that he's just kind of like, hey, well, you know, you and me, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? So, no, you're, you're, you're a child. What do I want to have to, no, 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 but you're, we're cool. We're cool, right? And, you know, she find, he invites her on a date and says, hey, I'll be at this place. If you want to go to this place, eh, just show up and uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, she doesn't want to do that. She thinks that's an absolutely ridiculous idea. But as uh, you know, you sometimes do. She says, uh, you know what? Forget about it. And then they kind of uh, go on and develop a relationship. Now, I do want to say this just right off the bat because I kind of had these same thoughts, too, because uh, I know in like Hollywood and stuff, we can also very easily go, oh, this thing's acceptable, but this thing is not acceptable. Uh, because if the genders were flipped on this one and it was a 25-year-old man and a 15-year-old girl, we would have problems with it. And the good thing about this movie is that like, while they develop this relationship between these two characters and them even really trying to find out if they even 
actually even like each other. Uh, it never, I don't want to say it never goes anywhere, because it's not really true, but like, at least from a physical standpoint and everything, it really never goes anywhere. You know, they, 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 they don't have sex. They don't do any of that stuff. So, like, it keeps it within what I would call a very acceptable thing. And ultimately, I think a lot of it is about, like, their friendship and kind of the perhaps relationship that would never probably end up being. I don't know. It, it's, it's very interesting uh, that way. But just powerhouse performances by everybody here. But I want to talk for a half second, and I'll probably get to a couple other things, but I want to talk for a half second about the the performance in this that I did not know that I needed in 2021. <laughs> and that is Bradley Cooper. I like Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley Cooper is a fine actor. I don't think he's, you know, uh, you know, he's not perfect in everything, but like he's a very serviceable you know, go-to sort of actor. You need somebody that can deliver. Bradley Cooper's one of those cats that'll do it. I did not know who he was. I'd seen the trailer, but I didn't. I didn't put it all together. But if you you as you heard in the trailer there, Bradley Cooper says that his uh, girlfriend is Barbara Streisand. Uh, and I don't know how I didn't put it together, but he plays. <laughs> infamous Hollywood, I'll call it, I'll say it, I'll say it out loud, I don't care, infamous Hollywood scumbag John Peters. Uh, John Peters is one of those guys who I believe is probably one of Hollywood's biggest bullshit artists. I think he's really just, I think he's a liar. (laughs) I think he's a, uh, he's a narcissist. I know he's a narcissist. Uh, but he is, um, and guess what? Here's the hilarious part is John, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson actually contacted John Peters about the role that he was writing in this movie. That was of him. And John Peters okayed it. (laughs) The best part is, is John Peters okayed this role where he is shown to be who I believe John Peters actually was, was frankly a bit of a douche. Uh, a guy who is certainly a womanizer, uh, someone that I think is a wild liar. Uh, he he's always taught he always talked about how he's from the streets and how he was a real fighter and stuff. But it's it's like Bruce Lee. It's like oh, big fighter, big fighter, but can never. There's no records of any of these fights, so to speak. You know, no one really talks about it. And John Peters has all these stories about how he like bangs all of these ladies in Hollywood and how like you know on the set of uh, Batman '89, he was just like, hey, listen, I was uh you know I was I was I was macking on uh, Kim Basinger and Michael Keaton was a little bit upset because I was like hitting on his girl and stuff and I was doing it. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I wish some of these women would just, you know, maybe some of them are dead. And Kim Basinger's not dead, but my guess is that some of these ladies are gone and can't dispute these stories and stuff. So he's always just like, oh, yeah, totally, totally did all that. Uh, The the movie Shampoo is supposedly uh, based upon John Peters and stuff. But Bradley Cooper playing John Peters was the thing that I needed to end out my 2021. It is so good. He's such a douchebag. <laughs> it's just absolutely perfect. Uh, and the way that Gary actually meets him. So that's that's one of the best parts about Gary as a, as a character is that like he's always kind of um, he he's just he's a hustler. He's a hustler, not only of of the ladies, but of, you know, kind of life. He's always trying to like look at an angle, figure out where things are going, how how to, you know, best capitalize on a particular situation, whether that be his acting, whether it be uh, he ends up uh, 
you know, selling waterbeds, you know, so 1973 selling waterbeds is like, oh, it's a brand new thing and stuff. Eventually, he opens up like a pinball machine arcade and, and whatnot. And apparently, that was based upon uh, a Gary. I cannot remember his last name off the top of my head. I'll try to look it up here as, as I'm doing it. But uh, based upon an actual guy who ended up being, I think, John, uh, or excuse me, Tom Hanks's uh, producer and everything. Uh, but he, he basically had that same sort of deal. As he had he had an arcade, he did waterbeds and stuff, but he was also a child actor, uh, much like the Gary character in the in the movie is. And uh, it's just, it, it is, oh, and so that's, so by selling the waterbeds and stuff, that's when Gary ends up at John Peter's house, which uh, the the real Gary actually did. He delivered a waterbed uh, <laughs> to John Peter's, which is, um, I don't know, it's just, it's hilarious. And not, not surprising, though, that John Peter's would be like, yeah, get a waterbed in there. What a, what a creep. Oh, oh, oh and I, I, I neglected to mention that the... <laughs> The one of the reasons that uh, John Peters said, "Okay, fine, listen, you can you can put me in this movie. That's all good. But what I want from you is to guarantee me one thing: is that you put in my 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 favorite pickup line into the movie." And Paul Thomas Anderson did. Now, what was what was this amazing line that John Peters always did? That apparently, according to John Peters, always worked. Hey, do you like peanut butter sandwiches? That's it. That's the line. That's how you that's how you pick up the ladies. According to John Peters, it works all the time. I don't understand how that works though. <laughs> hey girl, you like peanut butter sandwiches? Ooh. Peanut butter sandwiches. My pussy's moist. Mm, that's fine. Just get just sign me up with this man right here. He's talking about peanut butter sandwiches. But apparently, hey, listen. You were supposed to believe the legend of John Peters. Whatever he says is absolutely God's honest truth. But who am I to talk? John Peters made a boatload of money. Like like I said, he produced Batman and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, he was one of these fantastic weasels who would always kind of get into something. And and to a degree, there's there's a bit of that in the Gary Valentine character as well. He's always kind of weaseling in and, and just trying to trying to play the game. He goes to all of these. Uh, auditions and stuff and he's glad-handed and doing all the things that you're supposed to do uh i don't, I don't know so i just i feel like it's kind of goes through all out the entire thing but again bradley cooper just being absolutely bug nuts crazy as john peters is fantastic but ultimately this movie uh it's it's a long one but it feel and it doesn't feel short because like a lot of times you just go like oh it, it feels like uh it's like two and a half hours but it feels like it's an hour and a half no, I, I wouldn't say that with this one. This one does feel, I mean, it says 2.13 actually on this. I, I would have figured it was a little bit longer. but And I don't want to say it's a slow burn, but it um, it takes its time. You kind of live in this world. You get to see what these kids are doing. You really don't understand, uh, at least for me, I never quite understood exactly how long a period this thing takes place in because as much of a mover and a shaker as Gary is, like, he starts a you know a brand new business and does all of these. I don't know how this kid does it, but again, hustler, hustler, hustler on this kid. Uh, but ultimately, the story is about you know just these two people that meet and and their attraction to each other, not necessarily even a, a sexual attraction per se. Though I guess there's probably an element of that in there. But like I said, it never really gets acted upon. And while she does hang out with him and his friends and stuff like that, uh, it doesn't, she's almost, she's she's like one of the gang in, in a lot of ways. 
and uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's very interesting. But you and you see their relationship going back and forth. They like each other. They don't like each other. They're trying to make each other jealous with other people. And I think there's so much of this that I am sure maybe not a lot for me, but like I I know a lot of people who who live this kind of lifestyle, <laughs> who are uh, you know go, oh, well, I, I like this girl and she's not really doing so hot right now. So what I need to do is go flirt with this girl in view of her so she knows what's up and and like and vice versa. She does the same thing to him. And that's where she meets uh, Sean Penn at the uh, at a restaurant and everything. And Sean Penn plays uh, a character that's essentially uh, based upon William Holden and everything, the actor. And uh, this was a great, there's a story um, that Paul Thomas Anderson tells that someone else told him about how at this, uh, I think it's called Cock and Tail uh, Restaurant. I think that I think that's what it's called. Uh, where Evil Knievel w- was in this restaurant one night and everything, and you know people got a little bit drunk. Things sort of happened, and they were like, "Do a stunt, Evil! Do a stunt!" And so Evil Knievel, according to legend, then got on his motorcycle, and you heard people talk about like, "Oh man, it was an insane night. He like jumped over three cars on his motorcycle." Turns out the story is probably a little bit more like Evil was pretty hammered and smashed a motorcycle into the side of a car while doing something, and then just went back in and drank. So I think that one sounds probably a little bit more accurate. Uh, but they have like kind of this weird little motorcycle stunt in it. Uh, I don't know either. Sean Penn is the best actor I've ever seen, or that man was probably hammered that entire flick. <laughs> he looks like he looks sauced and like, but it's it's so good. Uh, him and then Tom Waits just being this, you know, t- being Tom Waits, quite frankly. Um, but overall, this movie is is really really good. The soundtrack is awesome. Everything about it is just. It's so good. It's really what I needed to kind of round out my 2021, and uh, I would recommend it to uh, to anyone, especially if you're a Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Uh, you're bound to like what's going on here, and uh, I highly recommend it. And go go see it, and, and it's so nice too because uh, uh, 35 millimeter. This thing was shot in 35 millimeter, and is so. I mean, even though it's being projected digitally here, um, in most places. There's a couple spots you can see in 35, and I think you may even be able to see it in 70 in a couple, uh, maybe a place or two. Maybe they blew it up. I don't know. But I'm sure there's a couple 35 screenings uh, in some places. But, um, boy, being shot on film really makes a difference. It really aesthetically changes what things look like. And you forget about that. You forget about what film looks like because we're so used to seeing digital now. Um, And... I don't want to say it's not quite like the actual 35 millimeter experience. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, since, uh, since everybody's been going digital and everything, uh, the, the couple of times that I've seen either 35 or 75 millimeter, uh, showings and stuff, it takes a second for your eyes to kind of catch back up with what you're watching here, because there's a little, that weird kind of 24 frames per second with the little, the little perf in there that you, you never see. But it creates kind of an odd little strobing thing, and that like your eyes don't really kind of sync it up until a couple of minutes, and then you kind of don't see it anymore because your eyes aren't used to like looking at that like they used to be back in the film days, back in the thirty-five millimeter days. Um, so, but you—I forget where I was going with that. It was just a very interesting. But but it looks good. It looks good. It looks. 
unlike most films that you see, because it is actually shot on film as opposed to digital. And uh, boy, oh boy, does it make a difference. And especially, and I, I, I really think that this should be the case, especially with films that take place in a particular era. Uh, 35 millimeter or any film for that matter is, uh, is, is so solely appropriate because it really, it makes you go, yeah, it, it, it evokes a time and a space and everything. Uh, is real good. Um, oh, I just real real fast before I kind of wind up and everything. Benny Safdie, real great. Uh, part of the Safdie brothers. For those of you who have probably seen like Uncut Gems, is probably their most uh, most popular one. Which, by the way, I got on Criterion Blu-ray, uh, the 4K Blu-ray. Fantastic. Still looks great. Still holds up, even though you know where everything goes. Still just a wrenching kind of like <sighs> grab you by the scruff of your neck sort of movie and everything. Uh, he's one of the directors of that. And he's acted, of course, in um, their previous film. Oh, shucks. What is the name? <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Uh, but anyways, he's really great in plays kind of like a politician and stuff to what that she uh, goes after and tries to, you know, go, oh, well, maybe I need to get this adult relationship. Well, the adult relationship doesn't exactly work out like she wanted. I won't spoil anything there. Uh, but it's it's so good. This movie's so good. And it just uh, it takes its time to get there, but doesn't feel like it's overly doesn't feel overly long, but does feel like it takes a second to get there. And I'm trying my best not to make that sound like a negative thing because it's not. It truly, truly isn't. Um, what else? Anything? I, I don't know. I, I really I don't want to spoil too much about the uh, the things that go on in it, but it is a, it's a great character piece. And um, I think anyone should see it, and especially, uh, you know, gosh, if you could see it in 35 millimeter, my word, I don't know why, what, what you're waiting on now. You should have seen it already if you're one of those people. But if you're not and you only have uh, the digital showings in your area, as I'm sure the majority of us do, uh, please go out and see Licorice Pizza. It is, uh, it, you know, when you come out in, in the, uh, the same month and everything is Spider-Man Homecoming or No Way Home or whatever the hell, whichever, I, you know, there's too many homes. Too many homes. Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I really, really liked. Go listen to our uh, Here Movie podcast episode on that. Um, but it, it's so good. Go see Licorice Pizza. I, 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 Nothing more to say, to be honest with you. If you like Paul Thomas Anderson, and I, I'm so glad that he's uh, continuing to put out just a, just a plethora of good work, man. When you just think uh, of, you know, everything that he's been doing in the last like five or six movies, he's really just, you know, spreading his wings and doing stuff that, uh, ain't nobody else out there doing. And I, I really, really dig that. And I, I, I just so dig his voice and everything. So, uh, I'm looking forward to more Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I'm glad he hasn't put a cap on his movies like Tarantino. Tarantino goes 10, 10 movies in a out. Paul Thomas Anderson's like, I'll just keep making movies when I got to make movies. And for that, we should all be, uh, eternally grateful for, uh, so that's licorice pizza. It is available, uh, to view in theaters right now. And that's where I suggest you go see movies in theaters. They are open right now. And despite me catching the coof uh, at a theater, by and large, they are not really places of transmission. <laughs> Maybe I just sit beside dirty people. I don't know. Uh, so that is it, everybody. Again, I want to thank you guys uh, so much for, um, you know, continuing to listen to all the crap that I do. It really makes, uh, uh, it means a lot to me. It truly, truly does. 
And uh, I hope you'll uh, join us back here. Uh, I'll be talking about more stuff this week. Again, I'm kind of I'm kind of under quarantine here and everything, so I can't much do anything outside of uh, watch some movies and hey, uh, do a couple of reviews and send them all out to you guys. That is it, everybody. Join me next time when we're talking more movies. Uh, oh, and go check out my other podcast. If you haven't listened to any of those shows, Here Movie Podcast, uh, we're just starting up uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, 30 Questions. Uh, so just look up 30 Questions wherever you find uh, podcasts. Or if you have Mandalorian 30 Questions, it'll be on that feed and everything as well. So no worries about that. That is it, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, very, very soon. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. After show, man, I hadn't done one of these in a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, we'll be doing some more reviews and stuff. Uh, I think I want to. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be talking about Don't Look Up, and I am about to receive a giant. Uh, I think twelve film, twelve film Shaw Brothers collection that Arrow Video just put out. That's uh, supposedly on the way. And by the way, uh, shout out to DHL. You suck. You suck ass, DHL. You're terrible. Terrible. 
I want nothing to do with those bastards. They take forever to do everything, and it's just like, hey, when you don't have UPS, or you know, but it goes to DHL, which then goes to the local post office, which then goes to me because even even DHL don't want to come to this town, <laughs> which I get, I get, I understand. Uh, but DHL, you suck ass. And, and don't you hate it though when you buy something and then like they're like your 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 uh, your your order is ready to ship, and uh, it just like sits there and like and they show you they show you they're like hey here's your thing and you watch it sit at the quote unquote sorting facility or whatever the hell they end up calling it just sits there for like half a week and then you're like what the hell am I paying any kind of shipping for why well, I mean shit uh, you know Amazon gets it to me in two days even when. Amazon was having like the big kind of delays and problems and stuff. It was it was still only like four days, and it cost me nothing. What a what a what a jip! But uh, I'll be uh, I'll be watching some of those Shaw Brothers films, and I got uh, maybe a whole bunch of kung fu films lately because <laughs> I got the Once Upon a Time in China Criterion uh, disc set, which uh, has five of those. I've only ever seen the the first three. The uh, the, the what I would call the proper ones, the proper Jet Li ones. Outside of outside of those, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the other two, but uh, they don't they don't got Jet Li in them, so that's that may be a little bit of a a little bit of a thing. But we'll we'll find out. Uh, but if you if you have something that you'd like me to watch and talk about, uh, let me know. And uh, honestly, that's why I'm bringing this show back because uh, it, it's it's really it's kind of bizarre because we. We you get to this point when you do you know podcasts for as long as we have the film find in May will have uh, been going for eight years which is a wild thought. Uh, between that and like you know all of our thirty questions shows and stuff, I don't know why, but it becomes difficult for me to kind of sit down and like watch anything that's not going to be uh, kind of talked about. I don't I don't know why. This seems like a really stupid thing. And I want to watch stuff. I want to watch more things. And so uh, bringing the film fine back uh, will be uh, hopefully the way to solve that problem. So I can watch things and go, oh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. So that's how I've uh, you know, I can I can justify me sitting down and quote unquote wasting two hours on something. When it's not, you're not wasting anything. You're getting some entertainment out of it, hopefully. Uh, but this podcast will give me an excuse to do that. And hopefully we can get uh, Matt or somebody back on and we can, uh, I can have somebody to bounce off of. So you're not just listening to me uh, whistle Dixie into the darkness, as it were. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, everybody. I will uh, we'll talk to you next time, which will be very quickly, very soon. That I promise. Take it easy, guys.